live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. And that guy is not lying. I don't know who he is, but he is definitely not lying. Thank you guys very much for joining in on the second hour today of Live from America. It is 5 p.m. Eastern Time from the great granite live free or die state of New Hampshire. You are watching Live from America with your ever so humble God-fearing but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the one and only hip-hop patriot. And it's so weird to talk about yourself in the third person. But anyway, thank you guys very much. I do appreciate it for all those out there who are watching right now exclusively on Rumble. I want to say thank you for making the switch. Thank you for downloading the app. Thank you for learning uh, everything there is to learn about Rumble and together. Uh, Live from America and Rumble will grow. The good thing about this platform is I'm able to get right to top executives um, with concerns about where this uh, platform is going so that I, as a, uh, as a content contributor or a content provider, um, can plan. And I got to say, they got right back to me. As soon as I, when, when I was uh, reaching out to them about doing live streaming and paying them the $1,200 a year to do it and bringing the audience to them, you know, they must have seen enough value in that to have an executive reach back out to me. And he let me know that next month, which would be June, uh, that they were going to be adding some some upgrades. And along with one of those upgrades is keeping the live video so I don't have to record it and then upload it again afterwards. So that all of your likes, all of your shares, all your views, all your comments will all stay right there. And that's what we really want. That's what I want for analytics so that I know what the show is really doing. Um, you know, as far as numbers go and as far as comments goes, and then I can actually see people's comments, uh, as I roll through it because you lose them as soon as the live video is gone. Um, so, uh, I rely on all of you guys to make sure like earlier today on the 11 o'clock show, we had 6,000 people watching. We've had, we had 6,000 people watching. I have not had 6,000 people watching a live video since, uh, since being on Facebook. I never got even close to that. On boob tube. Never, never, never. And as it is right now, we've been on for four minutes and we got about, looks like 1,800 people watching. So it's you guys are the force multipliers. I rely on you every show just as much as you rely on me. So let's go right to the comments. And for all those who listen on the podcast too, uh, I know there's thousands of people who listen on the podcast. I want to say uh, welcome to Live from America. There's people who listen on iHeartRadio. There's people who watch on the website after the video is put on there. I just want to say thank you guys and, 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 and whether you're whether you're watching live or whether you're not, the shares and and distributing the the uh, the content is the most important thing. That is how we continue to make this show more powerful every single day. Uh, Mandy Marie says hello, hello. The voice chat was cool. Thank you, Mandy. I appreciate that. We had a voice chat today at two thirty on Telegram, and that's the other thing that's great about Telegram. You guys is that we can literally like having phone calls. We do a voice chat. You guys all jump in and you put your hand up if you want to speak, and one by one we go through and we all we have a great conversation. So that's the great thing about Telegram. I really like that. Um, Amanda Hale says, or Hallie, I don't know if it's Hallie or Hale. She said, this is Amanda from Texas. Could you shout out my kids, Jack and Charlotte, who love to listen and say the Lord's prayer with us. That is so amazing. Uh, Jack, Charlotte, um, listen to your mother. 
your mother must be amazing because she uh, watches this show and she likes Trump. So there's two uh, check marks for her right there. Uh, but you guys truly do have an amazing mom. Thank you for saying the Lord's Prayer with me, Jack and Charlotte. And uh, remember, um, this country is still a great country and you guys are the future. So God bless you guys. And thank you for saying the Lord's Prayer with me. Trina from the great state of Michigan. We've got um, uh, Lionel. W. Lionel says, hey, Jeremy, I'd love a shout out. Well, there you go, brother. Or, or I don't know, Lionel, is that a girl or a boy? I'm not really quite sure, but hey, you get the shout out. <laughs> shout out to Heather Gomez in the great state of Georgia. Georgia. Uh, um, Karen Ma from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I saw you, honey, on the uh, the voice chat. I wish I could have had time to get to you. If I wasn't so late, I definitely would have. So that's my fault. Jessica O'Brien is watching on Rumble. Kathy35 says, hey, guys. We got Randy Tinch, as always. He's a uh, uh, complete, dedicated follower of Life from America. We've got Teresa from Gretchen... <laughs> Gretchen, she put Whitler, but Hitler, if the capitalized H, Gretler, which Whitler in prison state of Michigan, I'd love a shout out. Well, there you go. Um, is this voice chat still available on Telegram? It's not. Uh, once you end it, it's gone. It doesn't record, I don't believe. Uh, Louise Rose from Connecticut says there's a big van with Texas plates full of people headed to Route 2. Well, I wonder what that means. And let's give one more shout-out to Kathleen Olson. She says, hello, from Southwest Wisconsin, I believe that is. Well, hello to you, and thank you very much for joining in and watching. I really appreciate it. Um, I also want to make sure I get back to the screen that I wanted to be on here. There was something very important on here that I wanted to read to you guys. Uh, where was it here? Um, well, I'll find it. I'll find it. Either way, I want to um, I want to say, if you guys are still on Facebook, if some of you are still on Facebook, go to Georgia Citizen Facebook page, soon to be on Telegram. I got a message earlier where somebody said, go to the Georgia Facebook page, Georgia Citizen, and join up. Uh, I guess if, you're, if you uh, are from Georgia, uh, maybe even if you're not, I'm not sure, but go to Georgia, Georgia Citizen and join some like-minded uh, patriots over there on Facebook, soon to be on Telegram. Also... Go to the Tennessee Freedom Force, guys. Those are the people that are putting on this great event on um, May 22nd that myself and Dave Bray and Real America's Voice, we're all going to be at. And remember, if you're in Tennessee on May 22nd, or even if you uh, even if you can make the drive to Tennessee, maybe it's a few hours away, come out, come early, come, come considerably before 5 o'clock, and uh, let's hang out. Let's all get to know each other. Let's, take, let's do some videos together. Let's... Take some selfies together. Let's talk. Let's have a great family reunion there. And then we'll put on a great show for you that evening. Uh, also, I'd like to thank Christina Mosier. Well, this is why. Christina Mosier sent me and my wife and my kids a little box of um, a little box of great products. So looks like she runs a company called Perfectly Posh. And um, that's what it's called. Christina Mosier is her name uh, because you deserve it. Facebook at Christina uh, Marie Posh VIP, Christina Marie Posh VIP, and uh, she says, dear, dear Jeremy and family, I want you to thank you for all you do. I plan on sending you uh, some handmade. Uh, plan on sending you something handmade. Thank you. Uh, thank your cards to use for all your packages. Oh, thank you cards to use for all your packages. Sorry about that. Here in Montana, I can't always catch the show live as I am at work for both. I have. 
included <laughs> some bath bombs for the little ones and a little something for you and your wife uh, and yourself, uh, Christina Mosier. And yes, she did. She sent some some great stuff in here, a nice little box of beauty products and, 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 and just relaxing products. So I want to thank you so very much for that. I know that when I get this home to my wife, because my wife makes this stuff too, this is what she does uh, as well for her business, and I know she really, really loves getting that stuff. Now, check this out from Amanda Collins. This is what I wanted to show you guys. Look at this. <laughs> That's a little hip-hop patriot bear. Check that out. That'd be me if I was a, if I was a, uh, if I was a stuffed bear. That would be me. It says, live from America up there. It says, one Yahweh, hip-hop patriot bear. And um, it's got the Slurp coffee cup. It's got the Bible. It's got the LFA hat. It's got the cross. It's got the glasses. It's got the armor of God shirt with the JH on the side. So this is from Amanda Collins. She was also on the voice chat earlier, and we got a chance to talk to her. I'm, I can't wait to put this up somewhere. This is great. I uh, I got to get a new studio, folks. We're already outgrowing this studio because of all of your amazingness. So <clears throat> definitely working that out. Um, so thank you very much, Christina, and thank you, Amanda Collins, as well. Now, I do want to talk to you guys real quick about Friday evening. So I've had a lot of people, a lot of very concerned viewers, uh, because of doing two shows a day, Monday through Friday. It's a lot of work. Uh, definitely, it, it takes very um, takes a lot of time away from my family. So I've had a lot of people ask um, if I would take Friday evenings off for my family. And uh, I never really thought about it until people started, more and more people started saying it, because a lot of people understand what this takes and how much uh, time and, and effort this takes. Um, I'm, I'm at... I'm at war with that right there because uh, I, I, I'm dedicated myself to doing two shows a day for you guys. And a lot of you guys that donate, you know, you donate so that you can uh, see this business grow and so that you can always get truth. Um, so this isn't yet me saying I'm going to do it or, or I'm not going to do it. This is me asking you, and I'd love to know, maybe in the comments, or maybe you send me some messages or whatever, some direct messages, I'd love to know what you guys think of that. Now, if that's the case, if that ever happens, if I decide to do that, uh, if I decide to take off Friday evenings or anything like that, um, I would do a voice chat from like 2 to 3 on Friday afternoons rather than doing a show. Uh, so th that way we're not really missing uh, everything. And then it allows me to get a little closer to all of you and, and put a voice to some of these names. So just let me know in the comments if that's something that you want me to do. If that's not something that you're interested in, you know, with me taking off the, you know, only doing a Friday day show and then getting Friday evenings uh, at home with the kids or whatever, just let me know. Um, one guy, uh, somebody says here, I wish we didn't have to wait three hours for the replay of your show. You don't. You don't. It's usually up within an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. Um, so, sorry about that. And uh, Joe says, I don't want you to take off. Please don't. Okay. Um, you should take Friday evenings off, Jeremy. I'm down with that. Two dose of LFA. So, you know, again, guys, uh, I'm not opposed to it or, or for it or whatever. I'm just asking you what you think about that. Send me some comments. Let me know. Uh, but for right now, this is today. This is Thursday. Thursday, 5 p.m., and it's time to read the good word, folks. It's time to read some devotionals from Jesus Calling and then find out where those devotionals were pulled from, from the good old B-I-B-L-E, because I don't want to read devotionals without also pairing them together with the verse that they come from. Because, yes, while Jesus Calling is not the word of God, it is taken 
from the word of God. I know there's a lot of mixed feelings about Jesus calling out there, but I'll tell you what, it's been a great book for me and it's been a great book for a lot of people. So here we go. May 13th, year of our Lord, 2021. You can consider something a joyful opportunity, even when you are feeling quite joyless. Hmm. How are you supposed to consider something a joyful opportunity when you're feeling quite joyless? Well, you may need to ponder your circumstances at length before you can view them in a positive light. But as you look at your circumstances from my perspective, you come to understand that these multiple problems are testing your faith. As you cling to me moment by moment, I enable you to persevere. So ladies and gentlemen, this is telling you right now. I mean, and and we talk about this all the time. You just can't do it all yourself. And don't ever feel like you have to do everything all yourself. I know a lot of us are bullheaded, even when it comes to like putting together or something that you buy offline, or you're putting together a crib, or you're putting together a toy for your kids, you or or you got a thousand things to do at the house and you want to do it exactly your way, so you don't want to accept the help. Accept the help. Put the pride aside and let people help you. And the same thing with with your life. You cannot handle everything as much as you think you can, as strong as you think you are, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. Even you're not. You're just not. Life is too uh, life is too much of an opponent for you. And it will kick you down and it will leave you there if you let it. So you, you really got to lean on God. You can't always uh, think that you can go through every situation on your own. Uh, cling to God moment by moment and He will enable you to persevere. And it is true. It is true, definitely. So where this devotional comes from is James 1, 2... And three, and it says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. And we're facing plenty right now, folks. We're we're facing plenty right now. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Iron sharpens iron, right? It also pulls from Hebrews 12.11. And Hebrews 12.11 says this, no discipline seems pleasant at that time. Exactly. But painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. How many times do you look back in life and go, you know what, whatever that was that I went through, that was a terrible time. That was a horrific time. It really sucked, but I got through it. You know what I mean? And I'm glad I got through it. I'm glad I went through it. You say that about so many things in your life. It's true, folks. While you're going through the hurt, it hurts. But if you can realize that you're going through hurt, While it's hurting, and you know that you're going to look back on that with hindsight and say, I'm glad I went through it, it helps during the hurt. It's just about a mindset. It's just about your mindset and knowing and recognizing when you're in those times to then go, okay, I know know what's going on right now. I'm going through the hurt. Let me rely on God as a crutch. Let me rely on Jesus as a crutch. Let me rely on the good book, the B-I-B-L-E, as a crutch, and you'll get through it. And it says, before you turn out the light tonight, this is an opportunity to trump your roller coaster feelings with faith in me. Make the most of it. Ooh, I love seeing the word trump. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful, isn't it? It's enough to make a sip from slurp from my coffee cup. All right, we got about 4,100 people watching. Let's say the Lord Prayer. 4,000 people all together, shall we? Come on, folks. I know you can say it. I know you can say it. Let me feel it. Let me feel 4,000 people saying the Lord's Prayer all together. Here we go. 
You know the drill. Say it loud. Say it loud so I can feel it and God can hear it. And if you can't, well, there is no can't. There is no can't. Let's just do it. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Doesn't that feel good? Doesn't it feel good every time we say it? And it never feel it never gets it never seems redundant to say how good it feels, does it? It's like it's like every time you say it, you say it for the first time. All right, here we go, folks. Are you ready? You ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get ready to rumble! Life from America starts right now. The first and foremost section of the day, I'm just going to say it. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on YouTube, but guess what? We ain't on YouTube. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on Facebook, but guess what? I'm never allowed back on Facebook. And I'm pretty sure that Jack Dorsey, who is Osama Bin Wannabe, would not let me say it on Twitter either, but I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it right now. The federal government, right now, ladies and gentlemen, I believe 100% is behind this gas crisis. 100%. And we're going to get to why I believe that this government is behind all of it, 100%. But first, I want to focus on the Colonial Pipeline. The Colonial Pipeline that was hacked and that was shut down and which caused people to go into a gas hysteria... And, 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 and gas lines everywhere that the New York, that the New York Times and the Corn Pop residents, uh, said that didn't exist. That, you're just an idiot. Stop watching Fox News. Fox News. You're stupid. Uh, that doesn't exist. Okay? That's what New York Times and the Biden residency said. However, Colonial Pipeline did something that we do not do as Americans. Especially when you're talking about the energy industry or any kind of safety to us. And when you hack into our oil or pipeline grids or pipeline uh, companies and you destroy things, that is a matter of safety. That is a matter of national security. And I cannot remember, oh, wait a minute, yes I can. I was about to say I cannot remember the last time that the United States caved and negotiated with terrorists. But I do remember the last time that we caved and negotiated with terrorists terrorists. The last time was under Barack Hussein Obama when he gave Iran pallets full of cash on a cargo plane. But before that, the last time that we negotiated with terrorists was under Jimmy Carter, one of the worst presidents of all time. Him and Barack Obama like are two of the worst presidents of all time. And in this numb nuts that we got sitting in the White House now doesn't even know he's a president because he's really not. Okay. But they negotiated with terrorists and they paid the ransom $5 million. $5 million. And guess what else? Nobody knows who they paid. In a world where the United States is supposed to be the gold standard for, te- for, for national, for, for intelligence, for international intelligence and national intelligence, in a world 
where the United States is supposedly supposed to reign supreme when it comes to technology and might and military strength and covert operations in a world where all of that is supposed to be the case, we don't know who hacked the oil pipeline or the gas pipeline called Colonial Pipeline. We don't know who did it. But we paid $5 million. Let me, so let me get this straight. How do you pay $5 million to somebody to release your information back to you and you don't know who it is? Doesn't that seem kind of stupid? Doesn't that seem ridiculous? Doesn't that seem like something that you would see in a movie? Not in real life, especially not when it comes to the most powerful government in the world of all time. We are right back to Jimmy Carter days, folks. Joe Biden is a carbon copy of Jimmy Carter. Except Jimmy Carter right now, not Jimmy Carter right back then. Biden is like the same age, isn't he? I mean, come on. Don't they have the same mental capacity right now? The two of them combined couldn't complete a sentence in a normal way. But it's true. It's no, all laughing matter aside, you'd have to go back to Jimmy Carter days to find a president who's negotiating with terrorists and at the same time has gas lines. People waiting in lines for gas is a better way of saying it. Now, check this out. Check this out. Biden's energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, said this during a gas crisis. I can't believe I'm about to read this. She said, and I quote, if you drove an electric car, this would not be affecting you. Corn Pop's first day in the White House, his very first day drooling in the White House, coloring outside the lines, not knowing anything about what he's signing. What am I signing now? What am I signing now? On his very first day, he kills the Keystone Pipeline. On his very first day. Then, Colonial Pipeline gets hacked and shut down, which is pretty much responsible for about half of all the gas, diesel, and oil on the East Coast. Then, Gretchen Whitmer says she's shutting down another pipeline because it might spill, even though it never has. Then, Colonial Pipeline pays the $5 million ransom and they're still not back up and operating. Then, Biden's Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm, says, well, if you had an electric car, this would not be affecting you right now. Talk about pompous. Talk about arrogant. Talk about showing your hand. Now, I'm going to bring you back in time real quick. You ready to go back in time and see something? Watch this. Let me tell you why I believe, after everything that I just said, after all of that, putting all of that together, all of that research, all of that, uh, um, day after day, finding out what's, what's happening and looking at and, and putting two and two together, then I remembered 
this. Tell me if you guys remember this. Oh, would you close down the other way? I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would that's transition. A big it is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. I see. Here's the deal. But that's a big statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time. Over time. And I'd stop giving to the oil industry. Does everybody remember this? When I started putting all of this together today, I said, wait a minute, something smells familiar. And I remembered this part of this debate. And you can't tell me they're not related. And stop giving them federal subsidies. You won't give federal subsidies to the, to the gas, excuse me, to the solar and wind. Why are we giving it to oil industry? We actually do give it to solar and wind. And that's maybe the biggest statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Because basically what he's saying is he is going to destroy the oil industry. Will you remember that, Texas? Will you remember that, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma? Vice President Biden, let me give you 10 seconds to respond, and then I have to get to the final question. Vice President Biden. It takes everything out of context, but the point is, look, we have to move toward a net zero emissions the first place to do that by the year 2035 is in energy production by 2050 totally. All right. One is he going to get China to do it? No, we're finished with is this. Is he we going to, to get China to do it? our final question. No, we have to I'm going to rejoin Paris Accord to make oh. China abide by what they agreed to. Bye, bye. leadership, gentlemen. And this first question does go to you, President Trump. Imagine this is your inauguration day. What will you say in your address to America, to Americans who did not vote for you? You'll each have one minute, starting with you. Mr. We have to make a country totally successful, as it was prior to the plague coming in from China. Now we're rebuilding it, and we're doing record numbers, 11.4 million jobs in a short period of time. So I'm going to stop it right there, because really what I wanted you to see was that part. I wanted you to see that part. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a calculated, strategic plan from the far left from the corn pop residency and from everybody else with their heads shoved so far up their butts. Let me hold on. Let me get the, I, I got the wrong screen here. There you go. That's coming. Oh, that idiot's coming. But that's what it is. It's these guys are, are trying to push the Green New Deal and they're trying to push electric cars. The electric car industry. Remember, now remember, remember Nancy Pelosi. And her husband dumping tons and tons of cash, millions and millions of dollars into the electric car industry not more than five months ago. Remember? See, they think that we forget. They think because of the 24-hour news cycle that we're just stupid and we don't know what everybody's saying. We're just the stupid Americans and we bow down to the powers that be. No. We don't forget. We don't forget. We might forgive as Christians, but we do not forget. And we don't forget Nancy Pelosi and her husband putting millions of dollars into the electric car industry not more than five months ago. We don't forget the debate where you said that you were going to cripple the oil and gas industry. We do not forget when you guys calculate and put strategic efforts forward to ruin us in just a few months, you guys implement those plans. We don't forget this stuff. Now, I know that there's this percentage of the country who does because they just don't care, because they're just too, you know, 
blind to see it or too dumb or just don't want to see it. But the fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, it's not hard to figure out what they're doing. They are behind this gas crisis just like they were behind the pandemic. That is my 100% belief. And I do nothing but research 24-7. I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the world, and I'm not saying I have all the answers. Heck, I was completely wrong about what should have happened during the during the uh, during all of those audits, and you know, after after on November third, I was completely wrong I, because I, stupid me, I was going by the Constitution. Dumb dummy me, I was going by law of the land. You know what I mean? But you know what? That's not good enough anymore. Nowadays, you can just do whatever you want. Apparently, this administration, Joe Biden. The rest of them that are running his campaign, running his presidency, residency, are doing exactly what they're here to do. Border crisis, gas and oil crisis, pandemic crisis. Why? Why would they do it? Why would they do it? Not even, not even thinking like a Republican here. Think like just a normal, everyday person. Why would they do all of those things to the country that they supposedly represent and love? And you can only come to one answer. You can only come to one answer. Because they're doing it on purpose. Because it drives their agenda. And it allows them to take more power from you. Which ultimately takes more power from the states. Which ultimately puts them in charge of everything in this country. It's not hard. It's not hard when you start putting the pieces together, ladies and gentlemen. The oil and gas crisis that's going on right now is a direct result of Joe Biden and the left and the White House and everybody else around them. They did this. They did the hack. I don't have to have any more proof than the fact that I go back and look at history, and history is my proof. Okay? These guys can't figure it out. Oh, we don't know who did it. We don't know if it was Putin. We don't know if it was Russia. We don't know if it was this group. We don't know if it was that group. I guarantee you they blame it on a white supremacist white nationalist group. Guarantee you they do. So that they can further push the white terrorist uh, narrative. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Rick Grinnell. I love Rick Grinnell. I wish Rick Grinnell would run for governor of California. I think, even as a Republican, Rick Grinnell could probably have a good chance of winning. However, Rick Grinnell came out and said that Susan Rice is the puppet master. Susan Rice is now the top domestic advisor to domestic policy to uh, resident Biden. But the problem with that is, is that Susan Rice, who ended up working with Hillary Clinton during the Benghazi time, we don't forget that either. We know that you killed four Americans in Benghazi, Susan Rice. She was a foreign, um, a foreign policy advisor to Barack Hussein Obama. She's never worked with domestic policy. Now she just happens to be uh, resident, uh, resident Biden's top domestic policy advisor. She knows nothing about domestic policy. Rick Grinnell says that himself. He also says that because she knows nothing about domestic policy and she only knows anything about foreign policy, that she is going to take her experience from foreign policy and co-mingle, marry the two, so that that is why you're starting to see globalist, far-left-wing radical policies from the Biden administration because they're all coming from Susan Rice. And if they're coming from Susan Rice, can you guess who they're ultimately coming from? The same person who said two months before January that he would love a third term, but he wouldn't want to do it wearing the suit and tie. Uh, I would love a third term. 
I would be honored to do a third term. Um, but I'd much rather do it uh, from the comfort of my own home. Uh, I would much, uh, my, 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 I would much rather do it from uh, from the comfort of my own home in sweatpants. If I could do it like that, if I could just be in the ear, if I could just be in the earpiece of the person that's in the White House and kind of instructing them what to do, that's what I would like to do. That is exactly what is happening right now. Barack Hussein Obama and his husband, Mike, they are running the country through Susan Rice right to this guy who has no idea what he's even doing from day to day. But I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. I'm telling you this so you can share it with the people that you know that don't know this. And that won't give you the time to tell them. I need a co- <laughs> I need a coffee. I need to save America. Go to JeremyHerald.com. Get yourself a Save America cup. As the Hodge twins would say, Yeah, man. Got a dang good show for you today. Go to the Hodge Twin store. Get yourself a nice t-shirt. <laughs> I love the Hodge twins. Shout out to both of you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give our first Smarty Award of the day, and it's going to go to my good friend, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let's just go ahead and cue that beautiful music, shall we? Woo-hoo-hoo. I've been making those shots like uh, Jordan lately. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she gets the Smarty Award of the day because she has gone nuclear. On AOC, MTG goes nuclear on AOC and gets Stretch Face Armstrong all up in a roar (laughs) with just a matter of a tweet and a conversation. So apparently it all started like this. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, spoke with AOC about a month ago and AOC said that she would debate MTG on live streaming so that the world could see it and they would debate the Green New Deal. They agreed to do it. Apparently, AOC chickened out and backed out of that. So, Marjorie Taylor Greene, in MAGA fashion, actually confronts her about it on the steps of the Capitol building. Apparently, from the left, the left says, oh, there was a screaming match, and MTG started screaming at AOC and calling her a terrorist and calling her jihad. Then you get the other side of the story, and and from what everybody that was there says, there was no screaming. There was no screaming, but Marjorie Taylor Greene did confront AOC. And in the wake of her confronting AOC, because AOC being a coward and, and literally shouting for Palestine and, and being an anti-Semitic scumbag against Israel, this, <laughs> this came in the wake of that. So this right here is Marjorie Taylor Greene's official Twitter. I wish she wouldn't use Twitter, but it is what it is. And this tweet right here caused an uproar. So she says... Just talk to AOC again. You chickened out because you're too scared to debate me. A a debate about your socialist Green New Deal. You are also a hate America terrorist sympathizer. Hashtag hashtag jihad squad. (laughs) Oh, Marjorie. Oh, she's finally coming into her own, isn't she? She has no more fear anymore. She understands what it's like up there on Capitol Hill. Anyway, she says, you are also a hate America terrorist sympathizer. Hashtag Jihad Squad. Members of the Congress do not support terrorism and shouldn't be afraid to debate their legislation. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was the tweet 
that got Stretch Face Armstrong all upset. So, I'm going to show you exactly what I'm talking about. Stretch Face Armstrong is actually calling for an investigation on Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'll just let you hear it. Oh, I hate to, I hate to even have to put you through uh, Nancy Pelosi and, and, and what she says, but let's just go to the tape, shall we? Clearly yesterday in the Oversight Committee, there were several members of the Republican conference who doubted what happened on January 6th or downplayed what happened on January 6th. Then in the evening, you had an interaction between Marjorie Green and Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, where MTV sort of went after her and was sort of berating her in the hallway. I'm <laughs> oh, in the hallway, you, sorry. Is there a sense that your members are safe here at the conference? Oh, my Lanta. So for all those listening on the podcast that probably didn't hear that very well, because it's really only coming through the, the, uh, the, the, the microphone, for the for the uh, TV audience, uh, the basically the the reporter says, um, so MTG and AOC kind of got con- uh, she confronted AOC in the hallway. I, I thought it was the Capitol steps, but it was excuse me, just inside in the hallway. And she's like, "Are you? Is there any fear for the safety <laughs> for the safety of House members?" Oh my, Lanta. And now here's the uh, response from Stre- Stretchface. It's amazing that her face doesn't hit the floor when she takes her mask off. By the way. Well, I- it was reported to our office about what happened uh, as the members were leaving the floor yesterday, uh, the verbal assault and real abuse uh, of our colleague, Congresswoman uh, uh, AOC. She had a Biden mo- Congre- Congre- Congresswoman. Uh, uh, anyway. Aeolion. <laughs> Um, first of all, I want to stop it right there. Did you hear what she said? Yes, it was reported to our office. What is this, high school? Is this an episode of Saved by the Bell? Come on, when you wake up in the morning and the long- <laughs> and you don't think you'll make it on time, and AOC gives you a look and you run and tell the... <laughs> it was reported to our office. That means that somebody ran to Nancy Pelosi's office. Oh my God, you'll never just guess what happened in the hallway. Oh, um, uh, MTG came up to AOC's locker and she was like, um, how dare you not come do the debate that you said that you're going to do? And AOC was like, ah, what girl? You got to be crazy. You got to be crazy. I didn't say that I would do that. And then, and then MTG was like, you're going to do it. You're going to do it because you're a jihad squad and you're a terrorist and blah, blah, blah. And AOC was like, I ain't no terrorist. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> Saved by the bell. Anyway, let's let's move on with <laughs> the berating and the the assault. <laughs> oh, anyway, here we go. <laughs> the it's so beyond the pale of anything that is in keeping with bringing honor to the house or not bringing dishonor to the house. It's so beyond the pale that you wonder, is this, it probably is a matter for the ethics committee, uh, but that's up to someone. I, I've always kept the leadership offices separate from any um, uh, motions to take anything to ethics. But as one who served on the ethics committee for seven years, six years is the maximum. They asked me to serve another year 
that's how I paid my dues <laughs> to the caucus. Oh, God. Oh, God. This is beneath <laughs> the dignity of a person serving in the Congress of the United States and is a cause for trauma and fear what? of members. Trauma? Especially on the heels of an insurrection. Oh, my the majority, uh, which the majority in the, uh, excuse me, the minority in the committee yesterday denied ever happened. It didn't happen. I don't know if you saw uh, last night the, the body cam, I think CNN had the body camera um, video of the <laughs> It is stunning. If you haven't seen that, you have to see that because it was such an abuse. Uh, <laughs> Battling police officer. Now he's a what was, metropolitan. What was that? A shake weight? Did she have a shake weight there? Did you see? <laughs> officer, I had met with him. He's trying to meet with the Republican leader. I hope that that would happen. Uh, but when these people were yesterday saying they were just friendly to the police and all that, sick. There's just only one word. So. This is not behavior that is, uh, I could give you chapter and verse of many other things that they have done, that being the most recent and very egregious, and not in keeping with the behavior of a member of Congress, and their own caucus, their own caucus uh, should exercise some, discipline is not the word, uh, respectable behavior standard for them respectable behavior and standard and this is there's you have to act a certain way as congress you mean like you know childishly and and and, and immaturely ripping up a speech of a, of a sitting president you mean like that you mean you mean like that where you like took the paper and you were like mm, mm, mm. <laughs> this is a joke this is a high school joke. Somebody said in the comments that they'd like to see Marjorie Taylor Greene deadlift AOC's bony butt. <laughs> hey, look, if I was AOC, I'd be afraid of anybody that had an intelligence over a sixth grade level, okay? Because anybody that comes to speak with her, if they speak over a sixth grade, you know, from, from, a, from a standpoint of a sixth grade academic level, you've just confused her right then and there. You can't speak like that. You can't speak proper grammar with commas and, and periods. And you, you, you have to say like, and you have to like be making drinks while you're doing it. And you have to be like, um, uh, people need money. Okay. So there's a, there's a pandemic guys. I mean, there's just a, there's a pandemic and, um, nobody cares. verbally abused her today. And, and is a cause for trauma and fear among members. <laughs> oh, I can't do anything but laugh. It's just that stupid. It's just that stupid. Oh, what a wretched hag, huh? What a wretched hag. Well, speaking of stupid, and speaking of dum-dums, and speaking of record hags, well, first of all, first of all, you know we got to do it. You know, we got to give it to her, so... Swamp docky dum dum. Oh, anyway. So, so anyway. Oh, oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene actually clapped back, by the way. She said, <laughs> um, here's what she said. Check this out. After Nancy Pelosi said that, she says, and any U.S. member of Congress supporting terrorists, Hamas, 
should be expelled. Any member supporting and fundraising for criminals in Antifa and BLM riots in American cities should be expelled. That's the hashtag Jihad Squad and the Vice President. Mmm, way to come back. And then she says, and then she's, and then here's, look, here's Adam Kinzinger. <laughs> <laughs> this loser. He says, while I may not agree with AOC on issues. Now, this is a Republican. This is Adam Kinzinger, a Republican, ladies and gentlemen, who's about to be completely destroyed, by the way. But he says, um, while I may not agree with AOC on issues, I've never seen her confront a colleague like this. The House has created the House was created to debate emotional issues professionally, and it seems some just want attention or cannot handle their emotions. <laughs> And Marjorie Taylor Greene says, since you are short on understanding, little Adam, <laughs> she, is, she is a Trump incarnate. Since you are short on understanding, little Adam, I asked AOC to debate me in the chamber to debate her destructive socialist policies. But Sandy doesn't know how to work with Republicans. Neither do you. <laughs> Neither do you. <laughs> and he's a Republican. Well, I'm telling you, man, we need more Marjorie Taylor Greens. We need more Marjorie Taylor Greens. Maybe we need a Jeremy Harrell up in there. I don't know. But anyway, speaking of dum-dums and speaking of people who just clearly don't get it, and when I mean don't get it, I mean don't get how to be a human being, this is Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York City. I, I, I'm just going to play the video. <laughs> Nothing to be said for this. Guys, when you get vaccinated? Um, I got vaccinated. <laughs> You're saying I could get this, the delicious fry? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this? Let me let me check with Bill Neidhart. Is it too early in the day to eat a burger? No. This could be breakfast? Okay. I want you to look at this and think about, again, some people love hamburgers, some don't. Oh, it can't, respect. can't offend people who don't eat hamburgers. If this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a very good feeling. Yeah. About vaccination right this moment. I bet. Eyes <laughs> when you get vaccinated. Look at him here. Um, Watch him here. I got vaccinated. I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this? Ooh. You're saying I can get these little buttons <laughs> to stick myself with an experimental drug? A sure. Burger element to this? A burger element? Let me let me check with Bill Neidhart. Is it? I, I just can't. I got to stop it. I just can't. I, ladies and gentlemen, my response to that is simply this. Followed immediately by this. <laughs> that guy gets the biggest dum dum that, that I have in my office right now. You saying I can? You saying I can get this? Are you saying that I can get this this yummy, delicious lollipop? I get. Oh, um, all I have. Mmm, yum. Vaccines. Mmm, vaccines. These vaccines are so good. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here, shoot. Here, go ahead. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. I can't even. I can't even right now. Can't even. Speaking of the vaccine, though, ladies and gentlemen, there's some good news. 
There's some good news for all of you. The CDC came out today and said if you have been fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you can go back to life as normal. You can go back to life as normal. You can go outside without a mask. You can go inside without a mask. You can go to games. You can go on, you can go to, 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 uh, uh, music events. You can go anywhere. You, you can go back to your life pre-pandemic if you've been fully vaccinated. Oh, thank you so very much. Thank you. Oh, I went back to my life a long time ago, but thank you for the world finally catching up to me. But my big question is, what happened? Because just a week ago, the CDC said, well, if you've been fully vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask and you still have to socially distance. That's what they just said a week ago. Remember, we were like, well, if you have to do all of those things still, then why would we get the vaccine? So it created massive vaccine hesitancy because everybody in the world was like, well, if I can't do anything different and I'm not sick, then I'm not getting the vaccine. If I still have to wear a mask, if I still have to social distance, if I still can't be in places without a mask on, if I still have to do all of these rules, then I'm not getting the vaccine. That was a one week ago. Now they say, never mind, you can do everything you want if you get the double vaccine. What changed? What science? What science? What magic happened from last week until today? That got everybody to say, okay, you know what, never mind. If you get double vaccinated, you're completely good. You can go back to everything. You can do everything. But the people who haven't been vaccinated can't. Well, how are you going to know? How are you going to know? You can't You can't ask for vaccine passports in like 20 states now. So how are you going to know? Are you literally going to ask somebody? And if they say, yes, we've been vaccinated, but you find out they're not, are you going to charge them? Are you going to charge them with a criminal, um, a criminal uh, uh, charge and, and, and arrest them? There's a lot of weird stuff going on right now, especially when it just changed from a week ago. I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what happened. This whole thing is starting to come undone. This whole lie is finally starting to come undone. Every bit of it. They needed to make the vac they needed to make COVID stick around long enough after the election to make you believe that it was real. But since nobody wants to get the vaccine, they still have to make it look like the vaccine will save everybody. So now in one week, they're saying, oh, you can't go anywhere and do anything with the vaccines. You still have to wear the mask. You still have to social distance. But then the Biden administration was under major pressure from everybody. All these major uh, left wing people around him saying, hey, look, nobody's getting these vaccines. What are we going to do? So then in one week, they changed their mind and said, guess what? You get to do everything. You get to go back to normal. You get to have your freedoms back. Just take the vaccines. Just take them. Take them and you're all good. You see this is a problem here, folks? You see what you see? What I'm talking about? We're not just tinfoil hats here. We get it. We understand. We understand what's happening. You can't go from seven days ago saying that you still have to wear masks and you still have to socially distance to, oh, you can do everything and you can just pretend it never happened again. If you just go get the vaccine. Why? 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 Why are they pushing it so badly? Why? If it was that real, they wouldn't have to push it. That's just period. Now, speaking of the vaccine, let's give the second Smarty Award of the day. Because this is going to go to Governor Ron DeSantis. And I love this, man. He is the best governor in the entire country right now. So let's go ahead. Governor Ron DeSantis came out and said he will be pardoning...
the gym owners in Florida. And not only that, he will be pardoning anybody else who's been arrested, who's been charged, or who's had their lives in any way ruined because of this mask mandate in these liberal cities. So anybody over the entire pandemic in Florida... If you've gotten in trouble for not wearing a mask, if you've been discriminated against, if you've been arrested, if you've been charged, if you've been booked, if you've been jailed, if you've been kicked out of somewhere forever, uh, Governor DeSantis is going to overturn that for you. Governor DeSantis is going to overturn that for you. So if you live in Florida and something happened to you while you were in Florida, then get a hold of Governor DeSantis's office. He's pardoning everybody who's been arrested and he's pardoning everybody who's been charged and he's pardoning anybody who's had to do any kind of like uh, community service or jail time or anything over these fake, wrong, fraudulent mask mandates. Thank you, Governor DeSantis. Courage is contagious, and other governors are going to uh, are going to follow up with that. Now, here's a very damning story. And again, ladies and gentlemen, how did they get Al Capone? Does anybody know how they got Al Capone? They couldn't get Al Capone on all the all the criminal charges and the murder and all that. So they ended up getting Al Capone on tax fraud. That's how they ended up getting him. They found something in his taxes that just happened to be wrong, and they gave him the maximum penalty for it. Okay, they're trying to do the same thing with President Trump right now. Check this out. This is going to make you so mad. Um, as the Arizona audit heats up, Biden allies in Florida preparing for Trump to get indicted while he is at Mar-a-Lago. Law enforcement officials in Palm Beach County, Florida, are preparing for the real possibility that the crooked Manhattan District Attorney, Cy Vance, may indict President Trump while he's at Mar-a-Lago, according to far-left Politico. Two officials told Political Playbook that there could be a, quote, thorny extradition issue because Governor DeSantis, a staunch Trump ally, has the power to intervene. This stuff is getting crazy. This just happens to make headlines the day after the news broke in Arizona that the Maricopa County officials deleted the entire database on the voting machines before they were turned over to the Arizona Senate forensic audits. Uh, uh, audit. Coincidence? Hmm. Okay, and it just so happens that Joe Abruzzo, a former close associate of Joe Biden's crooked brother, Frank, is in charge of opening a fugitive at large case in Florida. The statute leaves room for interpretation <clears throat> that the governor has the power to order a review and potentially not comply with the extradition notice. Abruzzo told Politico. Abruzzo also said that, the, that despite this cozy relationship with the Bidens, the full extent of the law will be followed and carried out appropriately, appropriately without bias. Okay, whatever. President Trump, however, left his South Florida compound for the summer um, and relocated to his Bedminster, New Jersey golf club. If Trump is indicted over the summer while he is in New Jersey, Democrat Governor Phil Murphy will not likely intervene to protect Trump. <clears throat> president Trump is a, at least on the books, a former president. He's got secret service detail. He has access to classified information. And now they're trying to get him through some stupid tax law in New York City because they got his taxes. And now they're trying to take him down. They're trying to take him down because you're about to find out that he won the presidency. The world is about to find out that Biden lost the presidency. That's what's happening right now. So check this out. New York prosecutors led by crooked Manhattan D District Attorney Cyrus Vance are investigating loans <clears throat> that Donald Trump took out for his Manhattan properties. 
Cy Vance previously launched an investigation into the Trump organization for alleged insurance and bank fraud connected to Trump's accounting firms, uh, Mazars USA. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is what they're doing. Uh, they can't. They couldn't get him. They couldn't get him in trouble at the Senate. They couldn't impeach him. Okay. They couldn't uh, bar him from running for office forever. They can't stop the MAGA movement. They cannot stop the MAGA rallies that are coming. It, no matter what they try to do to President Trump, it's just going to make us more mad, and it's going to mobilize more of us quicker. So his legacy is already there. You're not going to stop that. No matter how many FBI agents you send to people like me or not, you're not stopping it because the people have had enough. So they're trying this scumbag, low-hanging fruit way of trying to stop President Trump so he can't run for office again. So now they're trying to get him on some kind of tax fraud. Get out of here. How many times, other than the coronavirus and the election that was stolen, how many times have the Democrats beat Trump? I'll wait while you guys count. Oh yeah, you don't have to wait very long because they've never beat him. They're like 0-40 when it comes to them versus President Donald J. Trump. You think they're actually going to win this time? No. This is just some scumbag tactic because of what's happening in Arizona right now. And they've had this and they've been waiting on this. This is one of their, this is one of their Hail Mary attempts. But it isn't going to work. It isn't going to work. So ladies and gentlemen, um, that's going to do it for tonight's show. I want to thank you so very much for joining in. I want to ask you to please, 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 please consider sending me comments about Friday evening shows. I want to also ask you to share the recorded version when I get it up in about an hour. Okay, it takes quite a while. And I also want to ask you to visit JeremyHerald.com. And uh, my web guy says there's another 110 businesses to put in the American Strong Company section. And he's going to be putting those up there over the weekend. So if you have submitted your business and you don't see it there yet, it should be up there by the end of the weekend. Also, you can check out the event schedule page. And if you can, please consider getting something from the online store or uh, becoming a monthly donor because it does help the uh, the growth of the show as well as putting in promo code LFA when you go to MyPillow.com. Get yourself a huge discount. Help me and help Mike Lindell. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, that is going to do it for tonight's show. I want to say thank you very much for spending two hours, two separate hours with me every single day. It is more than appreciated, and uh, you guys are what keep me going. So God bless you. Remember, there are right ways. There are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you. Sign up for the newsletter and I will see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. All right? See you later. Have a great night, folks.